Hey, how are we all doing? <clears throat> I'm going to sit today um, because I just got rather a little bit lightheaded and I don't want to fall over on you all. Um, so it's a result of some of the medication that I'm still on, having been in hospital a couple of weeks ago. Um, so just bear with me and uh, we'll, get, we'll get into what, what God's saying to us um, today. Um, so we're going to dig into all four of the assigned readings, um, um, mostly the one Anne read from Isaiah, but uh, I say Isaiah, I know you say Isaiah, but you say Jeremiah and not Jeremiah, so I don't understand that. It kind of confuses with my head a little bit. Um, but we're going to look at that. We're also going to touch a bit on Romans uh, chapter 15 and Matthew uh, chapter 3. And we're in Advent. And, and this week, uh, we've let, lit that second candle, uh, Advent, candle two, the, the, the candle of peace. And I wonder what you think when you hear that word peace. What comes to mind? Do you have a definition of peace? I have a very simple definition of peace. Um, not one which you'll find in, in the dictionary. Um, but I just simply say peace is the opposite of hostility. Um, you don't have to get into too much detail with that. It just simply tells us exactly what, what happens. If we are at peace, we don't have any hostility in our life. And as, as we pray, which I'm sure you all do as I do, we pray for peace in our world. Pray for peace in the lives of our family and our friends, especially at times when we know they're in difficulty, when, when turmoil is, is around. Then you're praying for them to have a hostile-free life. And at the end of, of the reading assigned for, for, um, for today from Romans, Paul writes... Uh, to the Romans, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, as followers of Jesus, we are to be bringers of peace. We're to be bringers of joy and we're to point to hope. You know, peace is one of those gifts of the spirit that Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 5, along with uh, love, joy, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, the whole point of being disciples of Christ is to be learners. To be learners, both not only desiring in our hearts, but engaging actively in becoming more and more like him. And Jesus embodies, does he not, those gifts of the Spirit perfectly. And that's our aim. And at this time of year, as we're, as we're preparing to celebrate his birth, as Dave alluded to when we, when we began some of our song worship today, we look back and we reflect, we reflect on words spoken by the angels 
to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. We go even further back in time, looking at words of, of, of Isaiah in, in chapter 9, verse 6, when he talks to us about, about to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And his name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that term, that term Prince of Peace, think about, if we think about it, the Hebrew of that is, is Shah Shalom. And literally, it literally means the remover of all peace-disturbing factors. Yeah? Or as I would define it, the removal of hostility. And if we hold, if we hold for a moment and we just think, isn't that a bit of an alien concept for us today? We have a prince. You know, we're looking at royalty, a ruler. Here, the son of a king. And his purpose is to bring peace, but not at the extent of other people. He simply wants to expand his influence, but not through any means possible, as rulers today do. Now, usually, if we think of history and people wanting to expand their influence, it results in bloodshed, in battles, in conquests. We need to flip that around a little bit as we think about the Prince of Peace. Because he comes to, to bring peace and to have a winning, conquering of the world in peace through the sacrifice of only one himself. Not the bloodshed of many, but only his blood needs to be shed for peace to be a reality. See, the war with death has been won in Christ. Peace is able to be a reality because of that. Yeah, we still have remnants of the battle that live on in the life, in the world today. But the battle has been won. The war is over. And that reading that Anne read today for us from uh, Isaiah 11, it points, Anne laughs at me every time I say that, every time. She's like, which way is he going to say it? I can see her. She's, she's laughing at me now even. Um, but that reading, it paints, a re for me, a beautiful picture of what it is that the world will look like in the full reign of Christ. In that reign of peace. And you just pick out some of those, wo those, those words. Um, we know that it is out of the fallen dynasty of David that this new ruler has come and will come again. Yet the shoot of Jesse, Jesse having been David's father, and the shoot being the Messiah, the bringer 
of peace. The initiator, I should say, of peace. And as we are to follow his example, we're to be those bringers of peace. And to know that that this king is going to do things in a different way. Yes, he will build on the anointing that the Davidic line had and continues to have. But he will lack the weaknesses that the kings that have come before had. See, this new shoot, this this shoot of Jesse, the Messiah, the new king is going to know and he's going to show compassion for the oppressed and strength toward the oppressor. And that imagery, the imagery that comes from reading on in this, in this passage, we get really that, that, that description of a true life. We get a description of what God intended the world to truly look like. It's quite breathtaking. It's like a return to Eden. You know, words from the prophet that Jesus himself read from the scroll as he attributed to himself reading. And we can pick that up in Luke chapter 4. When you get home, you might want to reflect a little bit on some of that. But the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His judgment is is not going to come by what he sees and what he hears, but it's going to be with righteousness. And when we look about you know, what, what is seen and what is heard, when we look around the world today, there's a lot that's hidden. And that's what we're looking at, really what's being dig, dug into here. He sees everything. He hears everything. It's not just the, the obvious things. So when we try to hide things, We're not really hiding them from the one who gives us peace. Actually, our hiding is doing anything but allowing that peace to truly enter and come in. See, his judgment is righteousness. And through all of this, as the reign of peace truly comes and settles here with us, then a time will come when all acts of war, all violence, is no longer needed. Hostility will be a term that is rendered obsolete. And even that will be the case in the animal kingdom. Yeah, we read, the wolf and the lamb will live in harmony. The leopard and the kid, they'll sleep side by side. The calf and the lion will feed together. The the bear and the cow will graze as their young sleep. And even the lion and the ox will eat straw together. That's a picture, a picture of peace throughout the world. A time when the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. But what is this knowledge of the Lord? Where Where does it come from? How are we going to see it? How is is this truth going to be revealed in the world? 
Well, we come back to the beginning of that passage from Isaiah. The stump of Jesse will stand as a signal to the peoples and the nation shall inquire of him. Now we know that that stump, that the, that the, 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 the new taking of life from what appeared to be no more, that appeared to have died, is, is reference to the line of David and to Jesus as the Messiah. And Jesus is the Word made flesh. He, he embodies everything that is written for us in Scripture. Everything that, that is in the Bible that we read is embodied in Christ as he walked this earth. Is embodied in him still as he sits at the right hand of the Father. And as we look to be followers of him, to be disciples, learners of his ways and of his word. We look more deeply, do we not, to get to know him, to get to know his word, to be more reverent, more fearful, fearful reverence, to be more fully um, entering into relationship with him, where we're giving more of ourselves and as we do that, we need to really heed that warning that we'd read in, 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 in Romans and in Paul's letter to the Romans, uh, another assigned scriptural passage for today. Uh, and Paul writes there, whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. And that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. that we might have hope. And I don't know how many of you here are Star Wars fans, but I am, and I've brought my children up correctly. They are too. Um, but if I had to pick my favorite Star Wars movie, it wouldn't actually be one of the, the Skywalker saga it would be one of the offshoots. It would be Rogue One, kind of the prelude, the prequel to, uh, to A New Hope, which was released in, in 1977. Um, and one of, one of my favorite lines of, of the whole saga is, is, in, is in that movie. Um, when when a, one of the commanders asks, you're asking us to invade an imperial installation based on nothing but hope? And a young lady replies to her, to her, rebellions are built on hope. See, the whole idea in the Star Wars uh, universe is the rebellion, the, the rebel alliance, is they're there to eradicate evil from the galaxy. They're there to bring about peace. And hope drives them on. And for us as disciples, I don't see it much different. We are to be bearers of peace, bringers of peace. We want to see this picture 
that Isaiah is painting for us. And we need to do that through our words, yes, but our actions too. Through our living and learning to be more and more like Jesus. And, and how best can we do that? How best can we, we fight this fight and come against the enemy, the bringer of hostility? And the answer is really simply through the word of God. A peace that comes from only knowing the word made flesh, from having him live in us and us live in him and the power that the Holy Spirit brings to us to be building up each other, to go and be peace bearers, to go and to live in the hope of things to come, the hope of the picture that is painted by Isaiah that can only be found in Christ. So let's be bringers of peace. Let's draw on the hope that we have. Because his kingdom is built on hope. And it is a kingdom of peace. As I invite the band up to help, help leaders in response, I just want to pray over us all. Lord, you are peace. You bring peace into our lives. You guide us to be bringers of peace in all of our situations. And so help us, Lord, to live into that. Help us to draw on the hope that we have in you to bring peace into situations, into our schools, into our workplaces, into our homes, into the grocery store, into the high street. Because, Lord, where, where your peace is, hostility cannot reign. And where your peace is, your hope can be revealed. Help us to knock down the forces of the enemy as we live into that hope. That hope of a peace that is to come. A peace that is revealed and only revealed because of your coming to earth and taking on flesh. For that we give you thanks. In Jesus' name.